0: What is good, everybody? This is Vic Lopez for the All Things Basketball Podcast. Welcome back for those who listen in all the time and welcome to those who are tuning in for the first time on this episode and maybe don't want to listen to the old stuff and you want to catch up to the recent things. Um, I welcome all listeners. I also want you guys to send your questions to atbpodmail at gmail.com. Once again, atbpodmail at gmail.com. But let's get right into this next episode. This one's gonna be a little quick. Um, should be a quick episode, really. It's gonna be about um, my thoughts on obviously um, Adam Silver's recent press conference, right? Where he had he addresses a lot of things, but there's just one topic I want to address, and that's the player of movement, right? The players demanding trades, and it was a phenomenal question. I was so happy. To see someone in the press, right? Because a lot of times you get these you get these questions that, that guys are just... You can tell that these guys are asking questions just to ask them, right? Because it's their job to kind of, you know, ask a question just for the sake of doing it, right? Just to write it on their article or have it on their podcast or whatever it is, right? But then we get a great question. Um, and I'm going to play the exchange for you guys to also hear it for yourself. Um, but the question is, I'm going to, I'm obviously paraphrasing here, but the question is obviously centered around Kevin Durant requesting a trade and what Adam Silver thinks about that. What, what does he, how does he react to, to that kind of news? So let me go ahead and play the audio. Back in February, uh, you talked about how having stars making trade demands was not necessarily good for the league. I'm curious when you have Kevin Durant, one of the two or three biggest stars in the league making a trade demand, uh, days before his own four-year extension even kicks in. What, what's your response when you see that, or what's your reaction when you see that? My view hasn't changed. I am um, i don't know whether his, whether he requested a trade or demanded one, frankly. <laughs> um, but uh, look, we this needs to be a two-way street. Um, teams provide, enormous security and guarantees to players and the expectation is in return that they'll meet their end of the bargain. I'm realistic that there's always conversations that are going to go on behind closed doors between players and their representatives and teams, but we don't like to see players requesting trades and we don't like to see it playing out the way it is. I mean, and I agree, you know, I think, uh, I think this is this is a very touchy subject because, you know, we're not, the, we're not the NBA players, right? We're not the ones getting traded without being told. We're not the ones that have to tell our families, hey, you know, just got a – didn't even get a call. I just saw on Twitter that, you know, I'm getting traded to Minnesota, right? Just to give a random example, right? And so – and let's say you live in Miami, Right. And and now you have to get your family all the way back. You know, the moving process. It's the middle of the season. You're still playing. So you can't really even help your family uh, do the things. Um, it's a lot of like, you know, I've heard this on multiple podcasts from these NBA players like Gilbert Arenas, uh, where you're you know, when you get traded, you're kind of like doing everything on the phone with your family uh, because you can't even really help them. You, you, you have a you have games to play right you're traveling back and forth you can't really help your family through this process and if you have if you bought a house now you have to you know sell it um you know that's why a lot of players get apartments because they don't know you know obviously aside from the marquee franchise players right that are pretty established that you think really aren't going to be traded those are the select few that have like you know houses and and they have kind of you know a good a good understanding that they're going to be there for a little bit, right? For a while, um, at least until the contract's up for the most part. But then you get these other guys in the league that, you know, they get shopped around a lot. You know, they get traded, they move around. And obviously the smart thing to do in that case is don't buy, right? You lease, right? You rent. So um, so this is a thing that I I don't like either side of that. You know, when when teams trade guys, I personally think that the trade deadline should be sooner. Right. I feel like the trade deadline should be sooner because, you know, it's a lot of time, right. For, for a player, for a player's life to just change so quickly. Right. And I feel like it puts pressure on the teams to make decisions right away. Right. So we can get these. So, you know, it also, it also helps when, when a player isn't constantly in the news Right. Just like news articles and social media. Oh, you know, is he going to demand a trade? Is he getting moved? Is he getting moved? Like basically until the trade deadline, which is, which is so late in the year. Right. It's like, it's like almost, it's like the second half of the season. And so you hear that and it's just really, it's a really toxic environment for everyone involved, right? You get the trade talks, you get the trade rumors, this guy's a bad locker room guy, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, it turns into a whole fiasco, right? It's like just a, it's just a hectic environment for everyone. Um, And the only people it benefits are people like me that do podcasts, that want content. Um, Maybe the fans, you know, they're hyped for like just, you know, any type of news that comes out of left field. But this sucks for the players, the players' families. It sucks for teams too, you know. And in this case, the Kevin Durant uh, situation, right? It sucks for Brooklyn because Brooklyn moved everything to get Kyrie and KD on this team. They moved everything. They even got a coach that, let's be honest, they probably wouldn't even have signed Right, they probably wouldn't have even offered Steve Nash a contract if it wasn't for these players that they did everything for. And then, in a short amount of time, they both want out, and now they leave a team with no assets, right, for the future, and scrambling to kind of like uh, get get assets back, right, because these guys now all of a sudden want out, and so it's just a bad look for everyone. Um, and I I'm a firm believer. I've thought about this for a long time now. At however extreme it may sound, I think that this is pretty viable I, f- I feel like it's reasonable for everyone involved, right? It's not gonna stop guys from demanding trades, but it is gonna kind of force guys to stay for a little bit. So here's my idea right for the contracts what if what if we do something like I don't know like because in Kevin's case, it's a four year deal, right? So you get Kevin, you're getting him for a, for a good long time. Right, a good amount of time. So I would say, what if in the next collective bargaining agreement, they decide that you actually have to play, I don't know, maybe like 75% of your contract time, right? Whatever that may be, Um, you know, like three out of the four seasons, you know, you can't be traded. Or, you know what I mean? Something like that. But then obviously it opens Pandora's box, right? Now, let's say we have this guy that we're paying max money and he's injured often. And, and now teams can't play that game where where they're trading guys, right, for valuable assets. When, when, you know, when the team feels like, hey, like, you know, we need to move in another direction. We're going to be stuck with this guy for three out of his four years because of this new rule. So I understand, you know, it's a tough rule because it kind of forces um, the team to keep a player that's not contributing, right. Um, not helping. And it also forces a player to stay somewhere where maybe it's a toxic environment. Maybe they hate it there, right? Maybe they don't like it. They're not being, they're not being given the playing time that they want. Right. And then now when the contract's up, um, you know, they, they might not get the best deal because they weren't able to showcase how good they can really be. So yeah, it's a sticky situation, maybe 50%. Of the contract time has to be played out with no trade, right? We add like a temporary no trade clause type of thing that kind of ties the player to the team for for a reasonable amount of time for all the parties involved. Um, obviously, uh, it's probably it, it's probably a stupid idea, right? For 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 the NBA to consider. I mean, I'm these guys. You know, it's a multi million dollar industry, right? In the NBA, multi billion dollar industry, and so. They have the best minds to think about these things, right? I'm just a a random Joe schmo that lives in Miami with a podcast that I just started a couple of weeks ago, right? So who am I to 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 offer an idea, right? These guys have probably thought of that already. Um, I'm sure it's 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 hours and hours and days and years. In the making of planning and strategizing and, you know, circle talks and whatever it is. So, you know, I might not even be pioneering that idea. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's just my thoughts. I feel like something has to happen to kind of deter so much player movement. Because as a fan, it's really annoying. You know, because I was explaining this to a couple of friends of mine and even my fiance. You know, she asked me why I'm not like, why I don't buy jerseys and things like that. Um, if one, it's not really my thing to buy jerseys. I've never been that kind of person. I have a couple of Kobe jerseys, right? Some throwbacks like number eight. Um, and so, but that's it. I'm not a, like a Jersey collector. I'm not someone that wears jerseys or anything like that. And this is especially a time that I wouldn't want to do that because guys are all over the place, you know? You get a Russell Westbrook jersey, and then all of a sudden he goes to Houston, right? You get a Russell Westbrook-Houston jersey. Now all of a sudden he's in Washington. You get a Washington Wizards Russell Westbrook jersey. Now he's on the Lakers, right? So it's like, it's really annoying, right? And I think that American Express has this thing where it's like, <laughs> it's like if if the, there's like a certain amount of time, I think you get like a year, to kind of like trade in the jersey so you can get money back or... I don't know exactly what, what that deal is. I didn't do research on that, but I've heard of that. But that's just American Express, right? Like what happens to everyone else, right? Everyone else that's that's following this player and the jersey keeps swapping because this guy is all over the place, right? Someone like Kevin, you, you get an OKC jersey. He goes to Golden State. You get a Golden State jersey. He goes to Brooklyn. You get a Brooklyn jersey. And now he's going somewhere else potentially. It, it's it's nonstop, right? Right. Um, it's just nonstop. You, you see LeBron fans, right? They've got like, you know, they've got all the jerseys for LeBron, Cleveland, Heat, and and the Lakers, right? So it's, it's a really annoying experience in my opinion, as a fan, right? And I'm not even a Jersey guy, right? I'm not a guy that wears jerseys or buys the jerseys. So that's just my opinion. You know, it's just bad for business, um, in terms of Jersey sales too, because then how does the fan comfortably, uh, buy, buy merchandise, right? Because it's going to look stupid. You know, to me, I think it looks so stupid to, to get, to have a Jersey for a player that was only there for a year. Like these guys that get the Lonzo ball Lakers Jersey. Right. And he goes to new Orleans. Now he's in Chicago. It's just constant movement and it's bad. You know, it's not good. That's my opinion. I don't like that. And if you want to argue that that's just the business of basketball fair. Right. It's a fair point. These guys are making millions. You know, it's an inconvenience for them uh, to be traded around and stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you want to argue that, hey, man, (laughs) they're probably in the one (laughs) percent of the economy. Right. These guys are making ridiculous amounts of money. And to that, I guess, you know, fair, fine. You know, but obviously, if Adam Silver is is saying that it's a topic of conversation and it's not good for the league, then clearly they don't see it that way. Right, And that's why I bring it up. So if you want to argue that it's just the business of basketball, it's just how things are, I guess that's true as of right now. But who knows? Who knows what the the solution is going to be? But that's all. I don't want to keep ranting on about that. Um, The jersey stuff is not as important as the main issue, which is the franchises uh, and players, you know, kind of ruining each other's uh, parts of their careers. Right. Because obviously, you know, general managers lose jobs. Right. It's not just uh, players looking bad, you know, when when the player gets traded or when the player wants to leave. Um, obviously, when you take a big gamble like this, you know, guys, guys in front office positions, you know, people in front office positions are, are, are thrown under the bus because they're the ones that say, hey, yeah, let's do it. Let's get Kyrie. Let's get KD. It's worth the gamble. We can we can make it to the finals. And, and, you know, and then you have this happening. But that's the end of this quick rant. I'm going to do the next episode is going to be most likely over the weekend. It's going to be a breakdown if Jabari Smith plays the next game. And also the game that just passed with Chet Holmgren, which wasn't very good. Um, Maybe I changed my mind after uh, rewatching it. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be obviously that's the next one that's going to be coming up. Uh, This is the All Things Basketball Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Vic Lopez, and I'll see you guys on the next one.